Pretender in the midst of 
Clapping is not, is not, yeah, beautiful. Hallelujah. I want to take your seats. You know, um, please get me the words for the fight disloyalty and photocopy it. I want to share it in the house. We all sing along. It's our theme for the, the conference. We all sing by tomorrow night. We are all singing. Fight this lot. Fight it. Fight yeah. it. Yeah. So get the words printed by the next the next thirty minutes. I want it ready. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't say that they will do their things. They will do their things again. One of the we're about to have another speaker in a few minutes. Meet your one term. Ebenya okasama And. Uh, there is a danger you will think that she's coming because she's my wife. There's a danger you will think that is a husband and wife team. Actually, actually not at all. Since 2000 and something, we have not been in the same church. 2000 before, you said 11. He said it, I didn't say it. Since 2000, about 20 years now, we've had, had our different churches. Because we have different ministries. So she has a church, I have a church. I visit her, she visits me. And we go home together. <laughs> and um, there's, 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 I, I want to explain before you think that she's here because is my conference. She's here because she's here. In her own right and her own name. She's a pastor and a books minister. It means that the books are her ministry. This is her blood. And, and she operates like that. So she's about to open one of the books for us. And I believe that um, you will not be the same again. And, and what she's about to touch, this whole loyalty message is for us here in Kumasi. It's for us here. And so whatever comes, receive it and take it. I only wish your pastors were here with you. And your shepherds. So you have to say they said they were here for themselves. But this afternoon, giving glory to God, put your hands together for your sister, Joy Philippi. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Amen. Can we give it up for the Lord, please? Put your hands together for Jesus. Is that the best you can do for Jesus? Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I also want you to put your hands together for Archbishop Patrick. God bless you for putting us together. Hallelujah. And we we cannot do anything without referencing our father, the prophet, Bishop Daniel Amen. I heard my husband saying something that if he had not responded to the call, all of us will not be here. It's just real. We will all not be here. Hallelujah. Or you may be doing ministry, but in another capacity and definitely at a lower level. And so please, can we put our hands together for him and salute him. Hallelujah. Amen. Let us pray. Father, we are so grateful for this time. Thank you that you've allowed this conference to come on and thank you for all the washing that is taking place. Thank you that we are understanding and we are hearing again. We are grateful. I pray, Lord, that as this session comes on, that your spirit will continue to speak to us. And I pray, Lord, that as we deliberate over the word, what will happen will be stronger churches in this city, healthier churches in this city. May each and every man of God, woman of God, be strengthened and, and, and encouraged to go back and, and, and do what they have heard. Let's ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Take your seat. Hallelujah. This morning, or just now, um, Archbishop was saying that I'm not here because I'm his wife. But the truth is, I'm here because I'm his wife. (laughs) Hallelujah. Um, In the sense that I think that this conference is special. to me and those who work with me. Amen. It's very, very special. Um, It's true that we don't have a full hall, but that does not matter. What matters is that what is shared, we actually take it and we run with it. And yesterday, I mean, I heard some of the preaching in a way that, that the, the message of those who are ignorant came to me in a different way as he was preaching. It, yeah, it was very different. Suddenly, yeah, suddenly I gained a fresh and a new understanding of that particular book, and I'm so grateful. God bless you so much. Hallelujah. And I want to say that we should never say that we've heard enough. Yeah. Because the subject of loyalty or and the disloyalty issues are so vast and so broad that you don't know which direction it will even come from. Yeah. We we have seen people who were young believers who were knocked off the road, but we have also seen people who were older and I mean steeped in the things of God, and then something has come from somewhere. Please tell me never something from somewhere. Actually, we said baby, baby. He just come to clear like that, you know. So, so we shouldn't joke with it at all. We shouldn't joke with it at all. And, and this morning he was preaching about those who are dangerous sons. And, and they are in our churches with us. I said they are in our churches with us. And we are looking at them. I'm reminded of a day that we went to. Um, um, preach somewhere. My work is actually our father's books. I went to this beautiful church and when we were done the senior pastor 
said that it was the birthday of one of his pastors. So he wanted to celebrate him. And he brought a cake and called the gentleman and they cut the cake and everything. Then the pastor spoke so well about I mean of him. And as is normal in such situations the person has to respond the one who is being honored uh so he gave the guy the microphone and the guy spoke it was about eight minutes and as he spoke i turned to reverend said and i said that's right there based on you know the words then i didn't see my friend for about a year the next time i met him he said oh this year has been a very wild year for me i said what happened he said you know that guy he said said, (laughs) look at the picture He said, you remember this guy who was this, that, that. I said, oh, yeah, I remember him. Okay, said, so what he did to me in the church. Senor, said, he broke the church and he carried it away. Oh, I, I, sorry, no, say, I mean, <laughs> you may say, why didn't you tell him? He said, I, a young country. I can tell you the simple reason. It's me, he wouldn't have believed me. Yeah, it would have been like you are just a yeah you are trying to spoil somebody's church or or, or speak negatively about someone you don't even know but that's why meetings like this are so important because we can say it here you know you can hear it and he would have recognized what the guy was saying at that time if he was here hallelujah and so I pray that we really take it seriously. And we are saying, please take your Macarius with you because we can't finish the books. Yeah. He is preaching from these ones in this book. And I believe Bishop Eddie Fabian yesterday also spoke from one of them two of them landed in this one Macarius 51 to 100 because these are newer books amen these are newer books and you need to get this one I'm preaching on I was holding the book when I walked into a public place today and just as I passed, a gentleman stopped me and said, Please, I want the book. And I had to tell him that he can only get it from here. <laughs> from the pack. Because the books are a hundred. We cannot read a hundred. We, we, we have tried, we can't. So please, just get it. Because today, I'm coming to talk about something that is common to man and yet deadly. As a common to man, deadly. Now, I want to call this one the malaria. The malaria. The malaria of the church. Because malaria is common. I mean, if you tell your friend that I've got malaria, 
you are normal. You are normal. We consider it normal. Oh, you will not mind me. Is it true? Is it? Yeah. If somebody says malaria, will you be alarmed? Not at all. Malaria. Oh no. Doctor, please. If you say malaria, oh. You see it every day. But would they grow? Malaria. No, it will kill you. It will kill you. It will kill you. And so we'll just share from this book for a few minutes those who are offended. This one. Those who are offended. Those who are offended. If you are familiar with the king of all the loyalty books, loyalty and disloyalty, there's a chapter in it talking about the stages of disloyalty. And in it, it's a very brief section saying that the second stage as you are moving towards being disloyal, is offense. So when the moment you know one papa, your friend loyalty and disloyalty now, what can you do, baby? A child, and a more be a better to you know offense. But you see that 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 portion was written like, what should I say? You know how you have so much to say that you don't say anything. Just said small. But in this book, in this book, in this book, in this book. Bishop Dag calls it the weapon of Satan. Bishop Dag, a friend of Bonsamna Kundiati. The weapon of Satan. Of Bonsamna Kundiati. The weapon of Satan. Of Bonsamna Kundiati. There are some weapons when you see them, you jump. And you say it's very dangerous. But the most effective weapons, they look like everyday things. Now, so near Dimupa, and I said, I mean, the ladies, we walk around knives in the kitchen. Knife. Well, as a knife is not anything so we use it to cut meat in the wrong hands it's a killer Hallelujah. so he calls this book I mean, he has a whole chapter and he says offense is the weapon of satan offense amen Amen. He says that the devil will sell all his equipment. All the things he uses to fight the church. Drinking, you know, fornication, you know, but the two he will never sell. Because they are so effective. Offense. Offense. And it's marriage partner. And unforgiveness. <laughs> Please, can I ask a question? How many of us have been offended before? Can I see your hand? Please, can you take a look around the room? Some two hands are up, some with a leg up. I mean, it's like. (laughs) And it's not surprising because of a scripture. Matthew 18. Let's just go straight in Matthew chapter 18 and verse 7. Woe unto the world because of offenses. For it must needs be that offenses come. But woe to that man by whom offense cometh. Please tell your neighbor, as for offended, you will be. You will be. I usually like talking about the one way to this to avoid offense. I'm sure I've said it here before. There's one way to af- avoid 
offense. Can I share it? No, one way. Sure, banker. As for that one, you can't be offended. No, dear. I should say it. You are sure? You would like to know. Die. Die. Is the only way to be excluded. Yeah. Because as for life there, if there's life in you, you will be offended. And that's why I said it's like the malaria. Because you will get it. But whether it will kill you or not depends. Depends. When I meet adults who say, had very severe malaria. I asked them that, ah, but a sickness you have had since you were born, didn't you recognize the symptoms up till now? <laughs> you are 40 years old. You have been having malaria for at least 38 years. It comes, it goes, it comes. Didn't you see it early? And it's because you didn't see it early and you left it. That's why now they say that you have anemia, you have something, you are in ICU, they are giving you drip, they are saying you are dying. Offenses like that. Sana, bibia, that's why we need to study. That's why we need to study about it. Hallelujah. Oh, you mind me this afternoon. <laughs> Offense is something that happens when Satan has targeted you for destruction and elimination. you <laughs> Offense and unforgiveness are Satan's greatest weapons against the church. Do not take the subject of offense lightly. Offense will remove you from the race when nothing else works against you. I think for me, the Maybe the most um, shocking part of this book was to read that offense also has its stages. <laughs> you know, we've been uh, here. I mean, uh, it's a stage, but it has stages. It's a stage, but it has stages. You know, and, and, I'm very sure that as we quickly go through the stages, maybe you can see it I identify it. And if you are struggling to see it in the, in the church, please look inside your own house, your marriage. Maybe the stages are easier to recognize. Seven stages. I'm not sure time will allow us to delve into all, but at least we'll start somewhere. And I think that the first stage we all know, what happens when you are offended? What happens when you are hurt? The automatic response is to withdraw. You were were trying to light the stove and as you let it, the gas burnt you. Automatically. Automatically, you withdraw. 
And if you didn't withdraw, in fact, it looks like something to save yourself. Otherwise, you'd be really bent. But it is very dangerous. Especially when we are speaking um, in terms of a Christian or in terms of a home. Let's look at Ecclesiastes chapter 4. It gives us the answer right there, verse 9 to 12. It says, two are better than one. Because they have a good reward for their labor. For if they fall, the one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him that is alone when he falleth. For he hath not another to help him. Again, if two lie together, then they have heat. But how can one be warm alone? And if one prevail against him, two shall withstand him. And the threefold cord is not quickly. Wow. Withdrawing causes you to isolate yourself and to draw back initially to save yourself but if you don't watch out it will isolate you yeah. it will isolate you it will keep you on your own and you become like a coal that they have removed from the clopot <laughs> and put it down yeah. And that is why it is offended people. You see, as they begin to withdraw, let's look at it in the church setting. The person used to sit in the front row. As he or she withdraws, he starts to move back into the middle, the last quarter, back, 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 by the door bombed out away or out but it started and because the lord has made it such that christianity thrives on being together and fellowshipping the person begins to lose interest more and more and more amen amen and that is the difference between your church member who says i was watching online and no, and no, so that was suffered yeah. so, And they tried to make it as though it was the same. No, it's yeah, not the same. Yeah, it's not the same. Yeah, the, the thing that is missing yeah, is the two understand. is better than one. They are alone there. It cannot be the same. Now, the second thing is that as we are together, the Lord has made it such that we get something from each other. Let's go to Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 4. Verse 15 and 16. I'm reading it from the NASB because it's a little bit easier to understand. But speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in all aspects into him who is the head, even Christ, from whom the whole body 
being fitted together and held together by what every joint supplies according to the proper working of each individual part causes the growth of the body for the building up of itself in love. Please let me just explain it very simply. Even though we are sitting apart like this, there's a description that we are one body and each one is joined to the other one. Hallelujah. Amen. And as you are joined, it's supplying something. It's supplying something. As I'm standing here, I don't really know who is supplying my head right now. All I know is that there's a supply. I don't know who is supplying my leg. All I know is that there's a supply. But when you take a knife, and you cut off a part of your body. The supply has ended. Or the supply is cut off. And that is when dying begins to happen. And that's why we cannot afford to withdraw. You're offended, yes, but you cannot withdraw. You're very quiet. Why, <laughs> Offended, but you cannot withdraw. And this is a very, very, very basic mistake. That's why Hebrews 10.25 tells us that we should not neglect the assembling of ourselves together. Please give me First uh, John 1, I think verse 7. Look at this scripture, which is a very interesting one. It says, but if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship. One with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ's son cleanses us from all sin. Have you noticed that on the descent into darkness it begins with the cutting off of the fellowship it begins with the cutting off now it's so important that we learn it because sometimes you see, there are two types of offense there's an offense where you have been wronged so you feel justified but there's another offense that you are wrong but you are still offended and so Hey. <laughs> you are wrong but you are still offended hey. that's what we see a lot in the church oh. when you ask the person but why were you late because the convention he is the organist why is he late he is offended but he was late he was late he has gone to sleep with a girl on your banner When you call him and you do a correction, he is angry. But but is it right? But he still hurt. So I He still hurt. I in the house. Yeah, there are many reasons why people are offended. And I, my prayer today is that. You see, some of us who are sitting here, you are actually offended. Yeah. You are actually offended. But the, the problem is that many times we say, I'm okay. 
Bissau, so uh, yeah. I think I think I was talking about it earlier. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, oh, it's okay. Bishop I'm all right. I'm all right. Also, uh, yeah, BBI. Yeah. I think wives, we are guilty. Uh, you're in a major descent, baby. What's wrong with you? Oh. So, now then, I then how so. Uh, oh, I oh, BBI. But look at your face. So. You see, a show with you more. Oh, and then they, oh, then they, oh, oh everything's okay. So, BBI. Ah, now one casa. Oh, so no problem. What you talk? So, uh, I'm all right. <laughs> if you are sitting by a lady, tell her stop hey, this life. Stop telling lies. And stop withdrawing. Because that face, it goes to the bedroom. And now the problem is escalating. Hey! When he brings his hand, then you do like you are sleeping. Now okay, I to say. Please, we will talk about it in private. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. If the 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 resentment, the the um, hurt is not dealt with, the offense is not dealt with. You move to stage two. In stage two, resentment. Stage two. Resentment. 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 In the beginning, you were just not minding the person. You've withdrawn. You were active in church, but now you are resenting. What is resentment? Bishop Dag defines it as a feeling of bitterness and anger. Bishop Dag actually So please take us to Hebrews chapter twelve and verse fifteen to see what happens. It says. Look diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God. Lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you and thereby many be defiled. That description, root of bitterness, it's a word we shouldn't gloss over lightly. What does a root do? It anchors the plant in the ground. That root of bitterness is anchoring the bitterness. In your, in your life. Are you there? Yeah. That root for a plant absorbs water and nutrients your root of bitterness it will absorb complaints yeah it will absorb the complaints of others the criticism of others hey, you're all looking at me like you're very innocent you have never been bitter before <laughs> hey. a root conducts Absorbed water and nutrients to the stem. And a root of bitterness conducts and transfers bitterness and wickedness into every part of the person. And that's the reason why many times bitterness is linked to sicknesses. Because now it's, it's throughout throughout your body. Yeah, all kinds of things. A root is a storehouse for food. 
and the root of bitterness becomes a storehouse of evil intent and unforgiveness and it begins to procreate in you and that's why the bible says that it troubles you it troubles you you will see that in the church setting your thoughts are now going in another way what you would not have been upset about now is an issue and you find yourself saying Hey, in the church, they are even preaching about me. I'm the topic every day. Pastor is talking about me. But you have been in that church the past 25 years. They have been preaching the same message. You never thought that it was about you. How come today? Now you say that they are preaching about you. What has happened is that the thing is not a root. And, and everything is colored by it. The preaching you used to enjoy. The preaching that you used to enjoy. Now to you is an accusation. Now to you. And you see, all this is because you are progressing on the road from offense. I pray that you are seeing that offense should not be there. It should not remain. It should not remain. Wow. Are you in the church? You are continuing. Yeah, now you begin to suspect everything and everybody. Everything and everybody. And this is where you begin. Nobody likes me anyway. When Joab's brother was killed by Abner, he was hurt. So years later, Abner has come and he says, Look, let's stop the fighting. David said we have stopped David said no 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 no, no. the guy who came to buy you see mistrust has come in in many houses there's mistrust there's mistrust because of an offense which you allowed to fester and develop sometimes I like to think about it as a wound that the skin has covered, but the, the wound is not there. Yeah. So now it's doing evil under. Wow. And you have put plaster on it. The plaster ties One of our our pastors who is very close to us as a family had had surgery done. The person had the surgery done. And every time the person will say. I feel this pain. I feel this pain. Hey. Then one day, she shouted. So what is that? Three years after operation, a thread that should have been absorbed. absorbed. And it had pushed itself. So not knowing that all that, I'm feeling the pain, I'm feeling the pain, no. It was pushing itself until you could see the thing. It was happening inside. 
my prayer this afternoon is that if there's an offense lying in you from something somebody did to you something that somebody said to you my prayer today is that a knife will just open it and allow the festering thing let it just just clean it out that by the Holy Spirit Holy Spirit water will wash it out so that it can heal so that it can heal together for the Lord. hallelujah amen please take your seat we are continuing wow from this point on you are now wishing that something bad will happen to the person Something bad will happen to the person. Wow. Wow. Because now malice or ill will has come. Living in malice. I'm reading from Bishop Dark's book. I remember a brother who was offended when he was disciplined in the ministry. He went about saying many things with the intent of harming the church and I. He wanted to prevent people from supporting me and giving to the ministry. He spread stories and reported me to various authorities so that they would investigate me. I marveled at the evil intent that this fellow had towards me. At a point, I could feel that he would kill me if he had a chance. I think it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. And I believe that we see biblical examples also. You said trust him once In fact, who be brave? Of how Absalom got to the point. Absalom be doing pempensua. Two years after the offense, in fear me no child his brother. Forty years after the offense, in fear Drianaichi went for his father. Hey, hey. Tell your neighbor, I've let go the offense. I've let it go. I've let it go. I've let it go. Hallelujah. Amen. It is amazing that a wounded person is like a wounded animal. Any attempt to go near. Any attempt to go near. Even to show love. Is useless. Wow. Many offended people have failed. They have failed and are looking for someone to blame their failure. On. And as the the whole thing, you see, we are still progressing. We are progressing. The person now comes to a point where stubbornness has come in. Remember, we started with withdrawal. Then the person gets or to resentment. If you do baby or poo baby, then the person gets to some mistrust. If and then we see ill will. So it's getting deeper. And now we are at stubbornness. If a baby do baby as whatever you ask her to do, she will not do. Now because on ye be on ye. Proverbs 18 and verse 19 says, A brother offended is harder to win than a strong city. And this is where you get to the person to try to even speak. The person won't change their mind at all. Wow. Wow. 
Bishop Dag always says that offended people have a very good memory about bad things and a very poor memory of good things. You feel that your father in the ministry was unfair to you. Or rebuked you. Or... And now you can only see when the person is angry and you are saying he's always angry, but you have forgotten all the good that he ever did you. And this is now when you are ready to be a traitor. Remember that the scripture says that you betray. from A traitor. Who is a traitor? Somebody who will expose anything that he can to an enemy. He expose it to an enemy. He'll be unfaithful in guarding secrets. He'll be unfaithful in guarding secrets. So He'll reveal things that you would have preferred. And he'll create deception. One of the main things is that he'll corrupt others. Because he wants to see them also turn away. But the issue is that by this time, Sabri, the person is ready to be demonized. By this time, Sabri, Satan takes over. Judas did not always have a demon in him. Judas, yeah. Absalom, Absalom, it got to a point. You see, for you to think that you can fight your father in a certain way, a demon has taken over. And the thing that makes you see that a demon is involved is that the thing is so unreasonable. It's so unreasonable. A man broke your heart. You had a child for the man. But now you are beating the child because the child looks like the father. But it's a live example I'm giving you. It happens, yeah. One young lady I know, when the mother wakes up on a bad morning, one day, 12 years old, she drove her out of the house and shut the door. What was the child saying? She looks like the father. It, it, def- it defies, you know. It's a demon. It's a demon. And when you have been in a ministry, and you didn't even know that you were called, and somebody has faith in you. No, and draws you close and brings you up no, and, and tells you you can preach and puts you in a place no, do what to and baby. people are calling you pastor and, for, for, so and for. people are looking up to and you for sure and you realize that your life has come together then one day you turn around and you say that person is Satan you are mad you are mad you are totally mad because what you are saying is that Satan has come taking you to special places, knitting you up, made a person out of you, 
giving you things that Satan has done these good things. The demon has entered. It's no longer. Yeah. It's no longer just. Amen. Amen. Doesn't even make sense. But if we leave offense, if we leave it, that's where it will drive us to. It will take us to that place where we cannot see anything Please ask your neighbor, have you been been offended before? I want to read a particular dream you know, one time somebody said, Hey, you are calling us to have a conference on and you read the book to us. Let me just say something to you. Many of us don't read at all. Oh, be so if even we read the book, it's in order. <laughs> so I want to read this, this to you. If I had my way, I will read the whole thing. You know, many of the books, eh, they are not blessings because we don't read them. Recently, I just took a book. I told my pastors, take the mega, double mega missionary church. I, we are just reading it. When we don't have time, we take a break. Then we come back. Yeah. But let me read this dream to you because the dream is very scary. And I need these words. Bishop says, I read a story about a pastor who was in contention with another minister in the same church. There was deep strife and offense between these ministers. As the brother lay in bed, God opened his eyes and he beheld a huge evil spirit standing in the room. This fierce demon spirit was standing upright wearing armor. The man could see each piece of armor and understood its symbolic meaning. The fierce evil spirit wore a helmet of pride. The evil spirit wore a breastplate of unrighteousness. I, I hope you are thinking of Ephesians uh, 6. The demon creature carried a spirit, a, a sword, no bitterness. Hey. Instead of the sword, okay. the demon creature also had a shield. Of hatred. There was a hammer of revenge hanging from the belt. The evil spirit wore a cloak of deception. And the feet of this evil creature were shod with boots of anger. God spoke to the man and said to him, 
Look at what you have allowed into your room and into your heart. Your ministry will be destroyed by the presence of this evil creature that you have opened the doors to. Indeed, all the items in the armor of this evil spirit are present in the life of someone who allows offense and bitterness to grow in him. Boots of anger. (laughs) An offended person is full of rage and anger. A shield of hatred. You cannot say stay a few minutes in the presence of an offended person without noticing the hatred. Hatred is that the translation for hatred? Do you have another word for it? Hatred. Otan. Please use the word. A sword of bitterness. Hey, yaudi. A yes. helmet of pride. He says, a head filled with pride is indeed a head about to be cut off. A hammer of revenge. Oh my God. He says that if we are offended, these things come to stay in us. I thought by now we'll be calling for some mercy, Lord. I I don't want these things. Hallelujah. Amen. And so today, in the few minutes that I have, I want us to talk about how to overcome it. How to overcome it. How to overcome because if we have agreed that offense will by all means come in the scripture says but we can see that to leave it there makes it bear a certain fruit you know sometimes when our father is preaching to us the ladies he says something especially yeah, and he says that he's preaching about those things so we don't allow the offense to stay because many ladies by the age of 40 they don't smile anymore their whole face has changed because of the tendency to leave things in the heart so how are we going to get away from this why are we teaching about this? Because the first thing is that you must go through life expecting to be offended. Yeah. Because one of the things is that the offense always catches us by surprise. How could you do that to me? How could you do that to me? We're surprised. <laughs> And the surprise alone begins our defeat. But if we will accept what the word of God says, the scripture that you need is Matthew 18, 7, where we started. He says it must needs be that offenses come. It will come by all means. 
It will come. So don't be surprised. Please push your neighbor and say, don't be surprised. Don't be surprised. The surprise catches you off balance. Don't be surprised. Don't be surprised. Number two. Expect the offense to come from somebody close to you. Why? Because if the person is not close to you, you won't be offended anyway. So the person has to be close to you. In order for you to feel it. Are you in the house? Don't you think that Jesus was a little offended at Peter? you all this time. You say you don't know me. You say you don't know me. That's why when he met Peter again, he asked him three times. Yeah. Only somebody close to you can offend you. That's why the home is the place where there's a lot of offense. And the church too, there's a lot of offense. These are people close. Are you in the house? Yeah. Number three, and I really want you to underline that one. Confess and accept that you are offended. That one. The scripture that Bishop puts here is First John 1 verse 8 to 10. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all our righteousness. But if we say we have no sin, if we say we have no sin, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. But is it not true that when you go to sort out an issue, and the person says, oh, but I'm not offended. So, There's no way to pass again. There's nothing else you can do. I mean, it's over. We can't say anything. So, he came and said, you're offended. This happened, that's happened, that's happened. That's happened. That's happened. You would have received some counsel, some help, some support. But as they came to help you, you said, oh, oh. Actually, if you look through, if you look through the history of Africa, and the time when we were led by various tyrants in various countries, the one thing they all had in common was heads. It was the one thing they all had in common. And I need to say it because. We come from cultures that, or at least in Ghana, culture does not recognize a certain kind of hate. Yeah, looking at me like, what I say? <laughs> but it's true. It's true. It's true. Maybe the white man overdoes it, it's true. But it's there. It's there. But we try to say that, oh, and that is why when there's a rape case we don't minister to the one who was raped the thing will just be sorted out between the family a child who grew up the father didn't look after him that's it we just just without recognizing that there's something there 
and some of them they were the ones who now rose up with that anger that was in them and punished everybody so please this point is a very important point a lot of mothers who said they were not hurt but they are feeding a diet of poison to their children men hmm. don't trust them eh? what your father did to me eh? look my daughter stand up on your own eh? you don't even need a man to even do anything you see it's poison no the church is very quiet. I don't know where so no, I say. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's a there's a, a divorce. Our Jayaba. Say your father. It's a very wicked man. So weja. Oh, you would did me, Papa. Wicked man. Would did me. What he did to me. No, did hear me. This and that and that. Say ni say ni say ni say. Hey, the church is quiet again. I saw my side. You know, I'm a pastor of young people. I hear these things a lot. I hear these things a lot. And I ask the children, when your father saw your mother, were you there? Did they seek your permission before? I said, then, 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 backtrack, back, back, back. Because you only hear one side of the story. If you hear the other side, Yeah, the church is quiet again, but never so mind. Why never mind. So, hey. One young man he came, he said, I don't know what to do. I said, Why? After years of knowing that this person was his father, he was now finishing school. His father said, Come to me in the US. So, as part of it, you have to go and do a DNA. And the father, the mother came and said, Listen. But all those years he had grown up with a certain mind. But she is bitter. Oh, you know what I thought I'm trying to say? And from that bitterness, you know? Sana, the bitterness, no know? Sana, you no know? It has no basis. Now that we're about to go, you are now telling me that the man is not my father. All these years. Are you in the church? Hey, but why are you only talking for the men? What about the and ladies? Then I won't come in, we are man also. Ah, those are the examples coming up to my mind. <laughs> and maybe it's what I meet more of. <laughs> but I'm saying all this to say that thank you. if you accept that you are upset, if you, if you will accept it, Sometime around the end of year 2001, I went through a major crisis. And I was very hurt. Very upset. 
And it lasted a while. It lasted a while. But one night, I remember waking up and saying to my husband, pray for me. Because I realized that. We have reached. If I don't turn around. Hello? If I don't what? Turn around. Because I had reached the point where for church, eh? Baby, 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 when you are somebody who's been in church for a long time, you know how to be in church. So, who, who, so we'll be there. But as we are in the church, you know, and I realized that, hey, this road that I'm on, it cannot be a good road. And at that, that head, I was at fault. But I was So that's why when I'm telling you that the thing, you can be guilty and you can be wrong, but when you are corrected, you are hurt. I was as hurt as somebody who if they were innocent and they have done you. Now, yeah, me, yeah, to so be on your baby. Hey, hey. Are you there? But I believe that that night began my healing because I admitted I am hurt. I am hurt. Hallelujah. I also need to say that men, you don't accept that you are hurt. Sisters, I thought you say amen. You don't easily accept it. Yeah. You often say that, hey, you put it in there. That's where some of your unreasonable anger comes from. Because you never accepted that. But today, you won't carry any head away. You will Don't carry it away. Allow him to. Next one, he says, recognize that you are in danger. Because of your, your, your offense. And the scripture is 2 Corinthians 2, verses 10 and 11. It says, to him you forgive you forgive anything, I forgive also. For if I forgave anything to whom I forgave it, for your sakes, forgive Se- I it in the person of, of Christ. Se- this is the part I want us to. Lest Satan should get an advantage of us. For we are not ignorant of his devices. The reason why you must heal from the offense. The reason why you need to let it go. Is so that Satan will not get an advantage. Hallelujah. Amen. The next one. Decide not to revenge. Have you not seen that when you are upset or you, you, are, you start to dream about what you do? <laughs> hey. You are very quiet. Oh. Charlie, there are some saints <laughs> in the church. <laughs> Have you never sat there and thought, when I see him the next time, you start to plot. When I see the next time. Your plan is more than a cadastral plan, self. And I see that. I won't mind him. Then I'll pass. I'll pass so that he has seen me. But I won't greet. 
then star be that my eyes I'll start me yeah me be be my are you in the house? Oh, ha. Then when you are inviting everybody and the person belongs to that group, you know, oh. you don't invite the person. When they ask you, you say, oh, I forgot. You didn't forget. It was part of your revenge. <laughs> it was part of your revenge. <laughs> And then, oh, as they are eating, you are the person serving. So, what did you know? When you see that the person is sitting over there, you start the serving from here. Then you go. Never come back here. I'm coming. Then you take the next thing. And you start from there again. Oh, all those at the table with the person. Oh, they will not eat. They will not eat. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Decide never to revenge. You see, we are talking about it and we are laughing, but it happens so. Oh, yeah. leader, the person is the leader of the worship. He decides that this person will never lead worship. Me, if I'm in charge, he will never lead worship. Solo. Solo. You even be at the rehearsal. They tell you that, oh, this one is her song. This she does this song. You say, eh, where, where is it? So why you say never under you? Are we in the house? No fear. But it's a decision that you make. I will not revenge. I can, but I won't. I can, but I won't. Hallelujah. The next one, forgive quickly. I have to give you some points how to forgive. Dismiss the issue. Dismiss it. Give up all claims against the person who has offended you. Cancel any indebtedness towards the offending person. The next one is very important. Do not mention the matter again. Have you noticed that when Jesus came back, he never came to mention the the, the, the soldiers who spat at him? Even Peter cried. We just asked him, "Do you love me? Do you love me?" You know, because when we recount the issue to another person, we drive it deeper. And decide that you are going to stop. Just decide you are going to stop. Cancel the punishments you have planned. I, I have to say that as a pastor in UD, the people that I have seen my father forgive. Sometimes I can't forgive. I can't. I can't. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. You are very quiet. Why I don't believe it. Let it go. Just leave it. And sometimes there are people who have done things against him that we are annoyed. And we have learned these days to be quiet because before you are aware, they are walking. 
don't Walk in love and pray for your offenders. But in case you think it's impossible, let's go to the scripture, Matthew chapter 5. Verse 44, 45. Very important scriptures. But I say unto you, love your enemies. Bless them that curse you. Do good to them that hate you. And pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. That's the scripture. We like to say we are believers of the scripture. But when we come to such scriptures, please go back to verse 44. We have a problem. How can you say I should love this person? How can you say I should bless this person? It's not possible. The question I have to ask you is that will God ask you to do something that's impossible? I learned in my time in the wilderness that when I prayed for the people, not about the situation. When I prayed for the people, one, my own head disappeared. And that made it easier. They were not my enemies. I'm just talking about people. But when somebody hurts you, you feel that person is like your enemy. So I've come to see that by obeying that last portion of the scripture, you are able to do the first part of the scripture which says love your enemies bless them verse 45 that you may be children of your father which is in heaven (laughs) so in other words it's normal to dislike your enemy verse 44 it's normal to dislike your enemy. It's normal to curse those who curse you. It's normal to do bad to those who hate you. He is saying, love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them that despisefully use you. Verse 45. That is what shows that you are a child of your father. That is what shows that you are a child of your father. That is what shows. That is the difference. That's what separates us from unbelievers. That if you are a child of God, he said, because this God, he makes his son to rise <laughs> on the evil and on the good and sends rain on the just and the unjust. One would have thought, if I, if I was God, I will come, come I will come to your house I'll let the rain fall on your garden like this then I'll look for we'll the next I'll pass we'll there so not to when you feel so then I'll let you the, the, the sun's heat will be small pair. then the unbelievers 
To be hot. No, the Come on, come on. But he doesn't do that. He doesn't do that. Something in him says that even though there are some weeks, let the rain. Let the rain. And he says that when we are able to do that, we have now proven that we are his children. This afternoon, I have just some 10 minutes or so left. But I want you to stand to your feet. And in this 10 minutes, I want you to say, Lord, show me what is there. Yeah. Some of us, we are so used to the head, we have even forgotten that it's there. Mm. But this afternoon, as we pray, if there's a pain inside you, may the Lord say, may he show it to you that you've not let it go. You've not let it go. And now you decide that you are going to let it go. And as you are praying, you want to begin to dismiss the issue. Lord, I let it go. Yes, my father didn't look after me, but I let it go. That guy cheated me, but I let it go. This person that I brought up in the church who left me, I let it go. Please lift up your voice. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Lift up your voice and draw yourself away from the offense. Oh, yes. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Oh, Jesus. Allow the Lord to minister to you this afternoon. Allow him to minister to you this afternoon. Allow him to enter that place. That issue you had stopped thinking about, but it is buried down there. That painful issue. Today, allow him to apply the hot knife there to kill every bacteria there. In the way Lift up your voice and pray. Lift up your voice and pray. Lift up your voice and pray. But I will not be offended. I will not be offended. Oh, I will not be offended. I will not be offended. Oh yes, I'm talking to your wife this morning. You have to let the matter go. I will not be offended. That's sound in the ministry. You have to let the matter go. You have to let the matter go. Oh, lift up your voice and cry out to God. And tell the Lord I let it go. Tell the Lord I let it go. Tell the Lord I let it go. I will not be offended. I will not be offended anymore. I leave it. I leave it. May every finger of Satan that has entered my life because of this offense, I cast it out of myself right now. May the devil let go of you. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Intense anger. Intense anger this afternoon. Deal with it. You yourself lay it on the lay it, yeah, lay it at the foot of the cross. That intense anger from whatever you felt happened. Today, lay it at the foot of the cross. Lay it at the foot of the cross. Say, Lord, 
I just laid this agada out. It's not for me again. I will not pick it up. I don't have anything to do with it. It's not for me. It's not for me. I will not pick it again. I laid the anger down. The money that was due me that was not given to me. That made me so bitter. Today, Lord, I acknowledge you can give me more than that. I lay it down. I lay it down. Lift up your voice. 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 in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus Father we ask you to heal us oh yes heal us heal us we let go of every offense we have decided we will not pick it up again oh we will not pick it up again Satan we rebuke you you will not have us for meat oh no in the name of Jesus God has forgiven us wilder things we are children of God this afternoon we let go this afternoon we forgive this afternoon we forgive this afternoon we forgive you just want to lift up your hands and let the love of God let it just begin to run over you let it just wash over you let it just wash over you allow yourself to be reminded of his goodness to you oh yes Just talk to the Lord. Talk to the Lord. Talk to the Lord. Oh, yes. Talk to the Lord. Talk to the Lord. It's the same God that was there for you in the midnight hours. It's the same God who is able to wipe your tears away is the same God who's there in time black and white is the same God Jehovah my great provider tell me why you've given up on God tell me why Given upon him, tell me why you've given upon God. Oh, hold on to him today. Hold on, change is on the way. Can you pick it up a little for me? Wonderful. That's what I see. 
The second verse of the song says something. Don't you cry, change is here. Weeping may endure for a night. Joy's gonna come in the morning. You don't have to cry no more. Oh God, by His word, He's gonna do what He says. Lift your hands. Take it again for us. Take it for us again. Don't you cry. Change is here. Weeping may endure for a night. Joy's gonna come in the morning. You don't have to cry no more. Old God, by His word, He's gonna do what He says. Lift your hands and give Him As I close, I just want to say to you that the song says, Don't cry. Many things may have made you cry. That's why you took the stand of offense. But the same scripture says that weeping may endure for a Joy comes in the morning. Take your mind off the painful thing. Yeah. Take your mind off the painful thing. And hold fast to the word of God. Oh yes. Hold fast to the word of God. Because he, that word, it doesn't fall down. Hold fast to the word. As for God, he will do us good. I said he will do us good. You are not forgotten, oh. Oh, come on. You are not forgotten. You are not forgotten. Says weeping may endure for a night. Maybe you have wept over your ministry and your head is with God. Hold on for me a moment. One day, I woke up, I was looking at it and I said, Lord, this church that you have given me is smaller than the church I had when I was a lay pastor. And I said, Lord, I've come to remind you that I actually enjoyed my job, you know. I left it because you called me. Did you call me to give me something that was smaller and more inferior than the one I had when I was a lay pastor? Don't you cry. Change is here. Weeping man, dear. That day I heard him say, just, just, yeah and truly he changed my story hold God by his word what he says he will do he will do what he says he will do oh yes don't change what he's asked you to do. Don't change the division that he gave you. Don't leave the place that he sent you. Don't leave the father he placed you under. Don't grumble about where he has placed you. But rather, turn your face to him. And hold on. Hold on. Oh yeah. Because sometimes, 
Maybe we don't admit it, but we are hit with him. He doesn't owe. Tell him God. He doesn't owe. He doesn't owe. He will pay on time. Put your hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah. Father, we are grateful. Thank you for delivering us from, from offense. Thank you for not allowing us to make shipwreck of the ministries that you've given to us. Lord, we will hold on. We'll keep trusting. We'll keep believing. Today, we let go the things that have hurt us. We let it go. We thank you for those you place over us. We thank you even for every painful circumstance because you are using it to purify us. Thank you that you pass us through the fire to bring us out as gold on the other side. That Lord will be worthy to work for you. We are so grateful. We thank you. We give you praise in Jesus' name.